Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here is your host stormy bonatoni on vsin the Sports Betting Network. Hello and welcome. Happy Thursday, everybody. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Coast to coast, as always, our guy Michael Lombardi out on the East Coast in Jersey at his office. I'm Stormy Bonantoni, live in downtown Las Vegas at Circa Resort and Casino, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, wherever you found us. Just glad you're joining us here this morning. We've got lots of fun stuff on tap today, Michael, but I gotta say... Rough day to be yeah. an American if you're trying to watch any of these early sporting events overseas. The Open Championship began for like teed off at like 1:30 a.m. Eastern, and the Women's World Cup. We have our first massive upset, um, but that was happening at like 3 a.m. So, were you up? I know you're an early riser. Were you having anything on the TV screens this morning? No, I'm not. I'm not getting up to watch golf or uh, you know women's soccer. You know, if they were playing the football, I probably would have gotten up. But I no, I you know. You know, when you got to uh, you got to get your rest, Stormy. I think it's real important. You know, you got to have a great day, get your rest, and I'll catch up. That's the valuable thing about YouTube. You can always catch yeah. up, and Very you can true. DVR it too. I know you need your beauty sleep. You don't have to catch live. I mean, we're not appointment TV any longer, so it's a good thing. But it's good to see you today. I know you're excited about about your Aztecs today. Yes. I know we're at the uh, the the Mountain West is right there at Circus, so you feel very comfortable. I'm sure. Very comfortable. But uh, to your point about waking up early, like there's nothing I like early enough to wake up at one o'clock in the morning to watch. Like, and I'm a coffee person. <laughs> inject the caffeine in my veins, but that's not happening. And yes, we're gonna have. Yeah. Head coach of the San Diego State Aztecs, Brady Hoke, join us at the end of the show. The last half hour of today's show is going to be very heavy college football focus. Stuart Mandel, college football editor-in-chief over at The Athletic. He's here for Pac-12 and Mountain West Media Days, so get that full breakdown there. And, I mean, the the second GM that we have on our program, he'll be on in about 30 minutes. Will Hill, VEASAN contributor, as well as professional handicapper yeah. Mike Somich uh, here in hour one. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, there's not a lot of things worth waking up at 1 a.m. in the morning for. Star. I could think of a few, but there's just not a lot, you know. So that list is fairly tight, and, 
you know, it would require, you know, a really a high level of motivation and the ability to spread your wings, if you will. Yeah, it's not my cup of tea, but it's fine. Oh, and I did want to make sure I mentioned at least in case anybody did miss it, that upset I was talking about. New Zealand beat Norway 1-0, their first ever World Cup win, men's or women's, and it comes on yeah, home territory. Big, so pretty cool. Big, big for New Zealand. That was an emotional win for New Zealand because of, you know, they've had a mass shooting in that country, which is very rare. And this was one of those things that I think united the country back together again. New Zealand's is uh, has always been very good in terms of the mass shootings and those things that happen. And I think it's caught them by surprise. And this win kind of unified them together. And it was really an emotional time. Yeah, they were a plus 850 underdog in the game. A huge win for them. Very, very exciting. We've got a busy start here on Lombardi line. The same cannot be said, though, as we turn our attention to the NFL here, Michael, for Saquon Barkley. Not as hectic of a schedule now that he didn't get that long-term deal done by the franchise tag deadline this past Monday He will not be reporting to Giants training camp when it opens up for the team this week. Take a listen to this clip from Barkley on the Money Matters podcast. This was making the rounds yesterday on what he may or may not do moving forward. You want me to show you my words? You want to show you how how valuable I am to the team? I won't show up. I won't play down. And that's a that's a that's a that's a play I can use. Do I? Anybody knows me. Knows that's not something I want to do, but like it's something that has it something that crossed my mind. It's like I never, I never thought I would ever do that, but like now I'm in a point where it's like, Jesus, like I I might have to take it to this level, and like, am I willing? Am I prepared to take it to the level? I don't know. He also um, had some not safe for word terms for work terms added there. Quote, my leverage is I could say bleep you to the Giants. I could say bleep you to my teammates. This podcast, by the way, recorded on July 11th and it was just published this past week. Money matters, by the way, a little on the nose for me. But what do you think about Saquon's comments and how he feels about moving forward? I think we lose sight a little bit of what actually happens. We get one side of a story. The yeah. Saquon's not happy with the contract he was offered. He was offered a contract. He was offered a contract, and they increased their offer. Now, he chose to turn that contract down. He's not being asked to work for charity. He's not being asked to work for free. He made a conscious decision to turn down the deal because it didn't feel like it valued his worth. He has every right to do that. He has every right as a player to do that, especially an unsigned player. But he can't ask me or anyone else to feel sorry for him when this is a negotiation. And he's using the media to try to negotiate something that's not going to happen through the media. And who's going to feel sorry? You know, who is going to feel sorry for him? That If the Giants were to say, we have no interest in signing you, Saquon, just play on the tender. I get his complaint. I get it completely. But I can't side with one side or the other in a negotiation when I don't know what he turned down. But he did turn significant money guaranteed down. He turned down two years of at least guaranteed money that would have been, would have been more than if he played on the tender for two years. So he guarantees himself that. People say, well, Josh Jacobs wasn't even close to signing. Okay, well, why was he in the parking lot hoping to get a deal done? Josh Jacobs turned down a deal too. Yeah. I don't know what he turned down. I, it was significant, but he turned it down. He didn't think it was worth his value. Again, not a problem. 
But I'm tired of having to deal with Saquon's words and all of his complaining when he turned the deal down. It may not be what he thinks it is, but it's the rules that we are engaged in in terms of the collective bargaining agreement with the NFL. Yeah, and that's what we talked about a lot yesterday, right, is that these numbers are not just something that we're coming up with out of thin air. They're based on the salary cap, and they're agreed upon in the collective bargaining agreement. That's the way that these things work, and it's unfortunate yeah. that every other position has gone up during from 2015 to now. Every other position has gone up, including punters and kickers are making a million dollars more on the franchise tag than they were in 2015, running back the only position that has gone down. But again, that is what's in place in the CBA. If you want this to change moving forward, those are things that you have to get ahead of in order to make those changes. Saquon and Josh Jacobs each do 10.1 uh, million this fall on the franchise tag, which means it's just over 560,000 for each game week that they were to stay away. If that happens for now, though, um, they're not even allowed to show up to training camp or anything like that. We're, this is something I feel like we're just well, going to keep they talking sign the about. Tender. Correct. Yes. Until they sign the tender, right? Once they sign the tender, they have to come to camp. And look, to me, it's I don't know why we're, we spend so much time on it. But I think the reason we do is because Barkley is bothered by the Daniel Jones contract. Yeah. I think it's fairly clear. When he says, if you want to know my worth to the team, I won't show up. Well, he's really saying that they need me. Yeah, he's saying Daniel and Jones can't do and, this and without me. And he doesn't understand. Right. And and I don't disagree. I said it at the time when they paid Daniel Jones the sum that they paid him. See, sometimes when you let a player become a free agent and find his value, you don't become the bad guy any longer. Right. You you know, James Harden, you went out there, you were shopping yourself. Oh, you opted in. <laughs> Whose fault's that? Mine or yours? It's not. Right? Yeah. No, so, you're not like, wrong. So I just think to me, like, I don't know why he's crying on our shoulder. Look, do I think that I've, I've predicted this was going to happen for the Giants because nine wins in New York all of a sudden became a Super Bowl. The season win total for the New York Giants coming into this year is sitting at seven and a half. Uh, it's more than just running backs, though, not reporting to camp right now, it appears. ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting yesterday. Cowboys team captain, six-time All-Pro guard Zach Martin is considering not reporting as well, citing unhappiness with his contract. Martin evidently says that he is woefully underpaid relative to the market. How important is is Martin to this Dallas game plan in 2023? Well, I mean, look, he's a really good player, and it's hard to find offensive linemen that, that, that are above the line and are blue-chip guards, and he certainly should get paid. Uh, you know, However, what I think has to happen is whenever these deals keep getting done, the market moves away from a deal. When you sign a five-year contract, you have to realize that the market's going to run away from you. You might set the market. I mean, Deron Payne might set the market for defensive tackles, and then all of a sudden, here comes Jeffrey Simmons. And all of a sudden, here comes Quentin Williams. The market moves. And so if you have to constantly catch up to the market, that becomes a problem. Mike Evans is, is really underpaid as a wide receiver. He's not in the top 18 receivers making $18 million or more. So he should redo, but he has a contract. So Zach Martin, you know, the Cowboys, I believe, have to be proactive and say, okay, look, we get it. The market's moved away from you. This contract is a little outdated. We'll fix it. 
but I don't know if you can do it based on being threatened. Once a player threatens to hold out or threatens to say this, then all of a sudden every player starts to do it. Yeah, he got his 99 rating in Madden yesterday, and that's when all this all came out. So trying to capitalize on the moment maybe a little bit there, it seems. I don't know what that means. Who grades that Madden? <laughs> I mean, who does that? Like, I like to know. Can Above somebody identify the person? Stand up. He um he does. So last season gave up just three sacks, 96% pass block win rate, eighth best in the league, 73.8% run block win rate no Cowboys played more snaps than this guy over the last five years he's only missed eight games in his career in terms of the money where things sit right now um set to make about six seven million less than the NFL's top paid guards you've got Chris Lindstrom and Quentin Nelson at the top of that averaging around 20 million he's set to get 14 in 2023 Right, and, and I mean, that's the reality. When he did the deal, he was one of the highest-paid offensive linemen, but the markets moved. Lindstrom deal blew everybody out of the water at $20 million per year. But that's what happens. When a guy signs a contract, water seeks its level. It raises everyone up. That's not what's happened in the running back market because nobody's signing a contract. Guys are taking pay cuts in the running back market. Despite all of this talk about guys potentially holding out, believe it or not, there are a lot of players that are showing up at training camp. Um, when we come back on the Lombardi nice line, set. what we as betters should be paying attention to as camps open up in the Thursday edition of What's on Michael's Mind. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and more. You can download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport. Whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Dustin Smith, 
the lead Madden ratings adjuster, Michael. That's the man you're coming for. Although it is a collection uh, of adjusters who create the numbers. I just like to know how they do it. I like to know their background. I like to know like how they compare player to player. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's always interesting. You know, who evaluates? I think what we what we misconstrue in most of this discussions that we have is it takes talent to evaluate talent. And that's not an easy thing to do. It takes training. It takes talent. We all make mistakes, but we all have to learn from our mistakes and we all have to admit them. And so I think to me, when people throw out this, well, he hasn't given up a sack or he hasn't done this, you know, or, you know, this guy's a number one receiver. Look how many yards he's had in his NFL. Do you really understand what a number one receiver is in the NFL? Do you really understand it? Have you talked to coaches about having to defend against a number one receiver? Or have you, t like I wrote about this week, I talked about Hopkins. He's the number one receiver. No one fears Hopkins. They're worried about him, but they don't fear him. There's a difference. You fear Tyreek Hill. You fear Tyreek Hill. You fear Devontae Adams. You don't worry about – you don't fear Hopkins. You worry about him, but you don't fear him. That's the difference. Yeah, I do think there's an important distinction between being a wide receiver one for your team and actually being a number one receiver. Like, there's a different thing there, and you – a number one receiver is the guy that a defensive coordinator, when they're game planning for the week coming up, that they're scared of you. And so makes a ton of sense. We're going to do a full deep dive into who those true number one receivers are are where DeAndre Hopkins fits into that a little bit later on in the show. But for today's edition of What's on Michael's Mind, Michael, I already knew what it was going to yeah. be with you. As soon as I opened up Twitter today, I'm just doing my little scrolling. so predictable. And I see saying goodbye to Daniel Snyder won't be hard today. What will be hard is removing the scars from his tenure. Of course, that coming from your account at M Lombardi NFL. And I just knew that this was going to be the Dan Snyder What's on Michael's Mind. Yeah, I just think to me, this is a great day to be a Washington fan. And I must confess, I at one time was a Washington Redskin fan. And I knew the words to hell to the Redskins. And I was a part of that regime from 1970 until I finally gained employment in the National Football League in 1983. So I, I, I've always loved the team. I love the old uniforms. And I have haven't loved what he's done to this franchise from the moment he took over in 1999 he's destroyed it because of his narcissistic behavior because he believes that he truly has all the answers he would listen to no one he fired hall of fame coaches marty schottenheimer after one season mike shanahan after four seasons joe gibbs got you know got him to the playoffs twice but for the most part, everything he did was toxic. And I think Josh Harris is walking into a very, very challenging situation. And I don't know how deep the scars are in Washington, but I know they're fairly deep. And I know it's going to take a cleansing and it's going to take time. I think a lot of people are just connecting. It's a new day. It's a new era, right? There's a liberation, if you will, in Washington. But being liberated and being free are two different things. And to gain freedom is going to take some time. And what you pointed out there is so true of it being such on-field and off-field problems when it came to Dan Snyder. Everything that's obviously been unveiled here in recent history, but when you look at the on-field stuff, only Jay Gruden lasted more than four seasons under Snyder. Ron Rivera is in year four of a five-year contract right now, but he 
should have been on the hot seat and is this season, obviously. But the team went 164, 220, and two in Snyder's 24 seasons. Only five other teams with a worse record in that time. What you know of Harris um, and what he has done with the Philadelphia 76ers, um, New Jersey Devils, another team that he's had ownership in. What do you think that he can specifically do for this organization? Well, I think knowing him from studying him in Philadelphia and just watching his behavior from the time he took over to where when he went through the process, he's always hired people to allow them to run the team. Now, when he was running the 76ers, there was a lot of minority ownership groups that were involved. I mean, one of the reasons that Mikael Bridges isn't on the team is because one of the minority owners said, hey, look, Zaire Smith's numbers analytically are exactly like Mikael Bridges's. We should trade for, you know, and get this first pick asset and we'll end up with the same player plus the first. Well, that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. So there's been a lot of involvement from other people, but Lately, he, since he's been able to own the Devils and own this, he's kind of given the authority to the people that run the team. So it'll be interesting to see. He can't make any changes now. I think the best thing he can do is get a notebook out and just learn. And how much time is he going to spend in D.C.? How much time is he going to be around the team? He has a hedge fund business that he runs. He owns the 76ers who have their own problems currently. You know, James Harden decided to delete any contact at all with the Philadelphia 76ers. So the 76ers traded a player who wanted nothing to do with them for a player who eventually wanted nothing mm -hmm. to do with them. We'll get to that later. So I think it's going to be a challenge for Harris. He's going to have to really spend some time in the D.C. area to learn what he's dealing with and not rely on what people are telling him from the league office or from the building. The Washington Commanders win total this season sitting at 6.5, a, a plus 290 price for them to make the playoffs wow. this year, 10-1 to 1 in the division as well. Um, and by this time next week, they will have reported to training camp every NFL team will have at that point. We have four teams this week who are reporting. And, and Michael, you, as somebody who's been around the league for as long as you have, been around so many training camps, and now transitioning to being a part of this betting world and understanding that, for bettors who are listening to our program today, what are some things, some actionable things that we need to be taking note of during this time ahead of the season actually getting underway? Well, let's just take Washington, for example. Six and a half wins. They had eight wins last year, Stormy. And they had no quarterbacking play at all. All right? Carson Wentz hurt them more than helped them. They still got eight wins because their defense was really good. Their defense was very effective. They couldn't create turnovers with their defense, but their defense was very effective. I think this six and a half is really, I mean, the, the, the Vegas is giving them no respect <laughs> whatsoever. I mean, this is insulting. They beat the world. They beat the Super Bowl loser on their own field in a, in a game one by one. They turned it over, but they beat that team. They also, you know, played well enough during the season that they were able They beat the Giant. They tied the Giants. I mean, they had some fiascos. Don't get me wrong. You know, they couldn't compete with the 49ers in terms of them, but I think they're just being grossly disrespected at six and a half. And look, Rivera has one thing about Rivera. He's been coaching for 10 years. Every third year, he has a good year. That's how he survived, <laughs> right? He's only had three winning seasons in his entire tenure as a coach. And, you know, the pressure's on. And I think that number six and a half is reflective on no confidence in Sam Howell.
What are all of the the players, not just in Washington, but anybody like this week, for example, the Jets, Browns, Lions, Chiefs, they're all reporting veterans to camps this week. What are those players and coaches thinking in this moment as they're finally getting to camp and things are really getting started? Well, really, this week, when they report this early, it's just an extension of the OTA days. It's an extension of minicamp, if you will. You can't put pads on until three days. And because you're starting so early, you really want to spend more time on fundamentals and techniques. You want to spend more time ingraining the players into the, the, the skill set that they're needed to be able to play with effectively during the course of the season. And you can't wear and tear them down, right? I mean, here we are. It's July 20th. It's going to take some time. You know, it's a long season. You don't want to wear the coaches out, nor do you want to wear the players out. But this is the opportunity to really spend time on fundamentals because you don't get a lot of time on fundamentals. Mm -hmm. And you can keep the players in the building. you got to give them so many time off. You have to be able to allow them the meeting time. But it's really about trying to ingrain the discipline and the fundamentals in your team as you start. Yeah, and I'm sure I, I know it starts in OTAs and, and mini camp in the off season, but also just creating that culture and cementing the type of team players that you're going to be. Uh, you know what I was a little disappointed in, Michael? I have not seen a really grand yeah. entrance yet. I mean, Aaron Rodgers just showed up looking like a normal person wearing a black V-neck T-shirt instead of looking like Con Air um, and Nick Cage. I, I was disappointed. I need somebody coming in on a hot air balloon to really get me going uh here. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have that. <laughs> Russ Francis actually flew into training camp one year when I was at the 49ers. He landed his own private little prop plane in there. So, yeah, there's always an entrance. We'll get yeah, one. Don't we worry, we got to get one. Didn't Jalen Ramsey one year come in in a Brinks truck, if I remember correctly? Yeah, or, that's right. That's When he was in Jacksonville, he wanted yes. to get paid. That's right. Exactly. We need to get a good one here this season. We got to step aside. VEASAN's own Will Hill coming up next. What's going on with his Yankees? This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. The NFL betting guide is out now, and our college football guide is coming in just a couple weeks. Only VSEN Pro subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro NFL season. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on futures and season win totals. You can sign up now. Before the end of July, though, this is how you get the special. You'll get both guides and full VEASAN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl at our early bird discount, $175. Or you can do the monthly subscription, your first 30 days for just $19, and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Again, this offer ends July 31st. Don't miss out on these preseason deals. VEASAN.com slash subscribe is how you do it. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. You'll also get some of the amazing content from our next guest, VEASAN contributor Will Hill, who joins us now at not the Will Hill on Twitter. Joining Michael Lombardi, Stormy Tony here on the Lombardi line. Will, we were just very briefly talking about some of the, you know, entrances, I guess is the word that you would use um, for guys that are arriving at training camp. We haven't seen a really cool big entrance yet. If you were reporting to training camp today, had all the money in the world, what would your bougie entrance be? <laughs> I I feel like I needed some prep on this question. You can't just throw, you know, throw this on me unexpected. I'd probably just come in. I, I'd give you a boring answer. I would just come in the traditional way. I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know if you're looking for a funny answer, if you want me to come in on a horse, but I'd probably just come in, uh, you know, in, in, with a normal entrance, no planes, no horses, no, uh, no planes, trains, or automobiles. Oh. 
Why? What, what would you? You want me to ask you how you would come in? So how would you come in, Stormy? If you're no, I would just. I would be, be more. No, no, no. I'm just saying I would be more creative than that. Like, give me something. Even it doesn't have to be anything crazy. I don't need you helicoptering in. I like the horse idea. Could you wear a Fabio wig as well? I think that would suit you nicely. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that a good idea. What's the movie? Was yeah. it was it Major League Two when Willie Mays Hayes gets out of the limo and there's like eight of them and somebody says, "Who is that? Who, who are those guys?" And he goes, "They are our center fielders." So maybe that would be a good idea. Yeah, I, although I saw the horses on the beach and uh, over at the British Open. Did you see that? I mean, I didn't know they let horses on the beach. I didn't know that. Yeah, either. it's amazing. Really amazing. Cool. Cespedes on the Mets used to come in on horses and, and all sorts of different things. So yeah, I, I don't know. I'd have to think about it though. All right, Will, well, let's get into it a little bit. Uh, I know you have some plays today, but I got to also ask you about your Yankees. What is going on? Oh. They've lost 9 of 11, yeah. um, 1 and 5 here to start the second half, swept by the Angels. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone at this point, and all I know is I did not want to be that motorized fan in the dugout yesterday with Tommy Canely. But um, you tell me, what's going on with your squad, man? <laughs> I think it's just top down. It's ownership. It's GM. I mean, Cashman has now been there a quarter of a century and he's won some championships, but those championships are a long time ago. It, it, it's everything. It's player development or lack of player development. It's not being as aggressive in free agency as they used to. I mean, they've let a lot of talent get off the board here uh, and go other places the last few years. When you look at Bryce Harper, Corey Seager, who is in the MVP conversation, if it wasn't for Otani in the American League. Uh, you know, they just go a little cheaper. Instead of getting Freddie Freeman, who's a great hitter, uh, they go Rizzo, who's a decent hitter, is having a terrible year. So it's just, uh, I, I think the the owner's kids, Steinbrenner's kids are more concerned with the bottom line, with the profits, with staying under the luxury tax, where George was all about winning, winning at all costs, sometimes to a flaw where he would trade prospects and things of that like. But they've just got very conservative and frugal with prospects, with money, and they just, they don't develop talent that well. I mean, you hear about all these prospects, but other than Judge, uh, you, you really don't see the player development. And it's really... I mean, Judge, he, he sort of, th this is the most valuable player uh, season for him. I know last year he had the 60 homers, but when he goes out and they lose all these games, uh, we're, we're really seeing his value this year. Where do they, where is their minor league system ranked based on the, the, the evaluation of other people? You know how they rank minor league systems? It always seemed to me that the Yankees, even though they were spending money in free agency, they had a really good farm system. Where are they now with that? Yeah, it's a good question. It varies based on, you know, where you read and who gets called up. Like this kid Volpe was supposed to be really good. He was supposed to be the real deal, you know, the next Derek Cheater, but he gets called up, so he gets docked for that. I mean, they've got some some live arms. They've supposedly got this kid Dominguez, uh, this kid Spencer Jones from Vanderbilt, who's 6'8". They compare him to Judge, although he's no, you know, nobody's going to be Judge. So uh, they're usually ranked pretty highly, so there's a disconnect between these guys are ranked really high, they come up and they don't produce. But who, you never know what these prospects, how much of it – is propaganda. I mean, we see that all the time in the NFL, for example, with the Baltimore Ravens every year, they have an A plus draft back since, you know, Moses wear short pants and it doesn't always develop. So uh, you never really know what these baseball prospects. Beeson contributor, Will Hill joining us here on the Lombardi line. I know you're sweating the under nine for this Braves Diamondbacks game. It's scoreless right now in the top yes. of two. I was looking at the live total sitting at seven and a half and the unders juice minus 125 right now. Is this something you'd stay, stay off of live or, any interest in buying in here early in this one? I'd still jump in. I was really yeah. worried about a, a runs in the first inning because you have Acuna who's so dangerous. Sometimes these pitchers, they, they need some time to settle in. They give up a solo homer early. They have a rough first inning. Uh, and Gowan hasn't been as good on the road, but once these great pitchers get a good first inning under their belt, usually it's smooth sailing. So uh, I would still jump in under seven and a half here. 
And then now let's transfer into uh, the NFL, Will. So you're, I'm shocked to believe that you are not buying the <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers hype train. I mean, you're going to go under nine and a half. I'm just done with this team. The coach completely <laughs> abandoned everything, all the fourth down stuff. He got so conservative last year. To me, they don't have a good coach. They have no home field advantage. And speaking like we were talking about the Yankees, just top down loser organization they've become or dysfunctional, whatever the word you want to use. This is a team that always does less with more of the Chargers. You mean go back to the you know, mid 2000s, Sean Merriman, Marty Schottenheimer, LaDainian Tomlinson teams that were always talented and always underachieved. To me, that's the Chargers. They just find ways to get hurt, lose close games, miss a field goal, bad coaching decision, you name it. They just find a way to screw things up. And again, when you're playing all either road games or neutral games, that's a small disadvantage, but it's, you know, the small edges in the NFL go a long way. So to me, not having a home field advantage, basically every time they play at home, uh, the the other team's fan base invades the building and it becomes a road game. So I think that's a very subtle, but very important disadvantage to me. I'm just betting against the culture here. Uh, I think this is probably Staley's last year, barring some, you know, long run here. I thought they should have fired him after that debacle in Jacksonville last year. I could see Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator, taking over. But to me, getting to 10 wins with this schedule is tough. I'm going to go under. Well, what do you think at least of, as Michael calls him, joystick, of Kellen Moore being the offensive coordinator here with such a weaponized arm that you have in Justin Herbert? The reason that I ask selfishly is because I was kind of liking the Justin Herbert to lead the league in passing yards number at plus 650. Um, But... I'm not a big fan. Similar. I mean, I agree with everything that you said about the Chargers, and I'm not a fan of Brandon Staley, but I thought maybe Kellen Moore could be a good thing for Justin Herbert to get his numbers at least on a positive trajectory. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he, he was the, uh, you know, he, he was the hot name just a couple years ago. It seems like that has worn off. Lombardi's been on that from the start. So it can't be worse. It was a disaster last year. All the underneath stuff, the receivers always getting hurt, the ridiculousness of, you know, what was it, Keenan Allen playing week 18 for no reason, or it was Williams. I, like, who, yeah. who can remember with the, <laughs> the way those two are always, always well, hurt? It was Williams. I, yeah, it was. It was Williams. I do like Johnson, the receiver. I mean, it was TCU, Williams. But, he, no. I mean, they have a, they've signed one player, Kendricks. I mean, that's really what they're saying to you. What, if you're betting this under, they're saying, we're going to be healthy. We're going to stay healthy. Slater's going to be back at left tackle. All our players are not going to get hurt. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams will play 17 games. We'll play better run defense because I can't fill in that blank, but (laughs) that's what we'll do, and our defense will play better. And we know this from the Dallas experiment that one of the reasons McCarthy wanted to take over the play call is because by the nature of how he calls games, he exposes his defense. Well, Michael, the reason that I was asking about Justin Herbert specifically and him being the passing yards leader was I was just thinking of Kellen Moore. You have a, yeah, all of the health concerns that they dealt with last year with the injuries to the offensive weapons, but also to Justin Herbert. And he still was second in the league in passing yards, had 5,000 the year prior. So I was just hoping, hoping and praying, plus 650. I liked it, just my personal opinion. It's okay. Well, uh, we're going to have a lot of college football going on. It's like media day central here at Circa, but across the country as well. You like to hone in on specific conferences at times. Any win totals that you're looking at this year? Yeah, I'll throw a couple at you. Kansas, I like over six wins. I just think that schedule uh, is pretty reasonable to start. When you look at Missouri State, I think Illinois is going to be down. You get a cupcake in Nevada. I don't think BYU is very good. So you give yourself a chance for a soft landing. Give yourself, you know, feeling good about yourself like they did last year. And I just love the coach and I love the quarterback. I think Daniels is an elite college quarterback. They bring back a lot of the offense. 
Uh, Leopold is a is a really good college coach. So uh, to me, seven wins is reasonable. I'm going to go over. You worry about the defense, but uh, it's good news, bad news. The the good news is they return everybody. The bad news is uh, it was a really bad unit last year. So as long as they're okay and get enough stops, uh, I like the over. And and then Texas Tech over seven wins. I, I like what Joey McGuire said, and I I really a big fan of him uh, as well. He said two things that I thought were interesting. He said we're 14 points better than we were last year, and they won seven games last year, so who knows? And he said our identity is going to be going for it on fourth down, which I absolutely love. And to me, they got receivers. They oh, got yeah. a pass rush. So Texas Tech over, Kansas over. I'm going to be more optimistic this year. This is a new me, more <laughs> positive. So I'm going to go over on both of them. A transition year for the Big oh, yeah. 12 as well. It'll be interesting last year for Texas and Oklahoma, four new members. But good stuff, as always, Will. Appreciate your time. I liked everything you said except for Nevada. Thanks, That's not how you say it, man. That's not how you say it. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Will Hill, everybody. It's Nevada. I need to put a PSA out there. Ladies and gentlemen, Nevada. We can do this. Got to take a break here real quickly. Mike Somich will join us next. He lives on the West Coast, L.A. He knows it's Nevada. We'll get there. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Step up to the plate for BetMGM's new Swing for the Fences free-to-play game for the chance to win a prize every day this baseball season. Pick an area at the strike zone and take your best swing in this free-to-play game. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll get a prize. Smash a home run ball to collect a bonus bet on us as well. Just log in to your BetMGM sports account to get started. Swing for the Fences with the king of sportsbook. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 and up only to wager BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in select states. This offer not available in Puerto Rico. Welcome back. 
to the Lombardi line. An unexpected theme of our show today, Michael, and I apologize for going on consistent tangents about this, but I can't stop thinking about it. What would your entrance be if you had all the money in the world and you were coming to training camp for your NFL team this week? Chime in, join the conversation, tweet us at Storm Bonantoni, at M Lombardi NFL, or at VEASAN Live. Our producer, Elliot Bowman, in the break, Michael, said first he thought skydiving, skydive, you know, parachute in, land right in front of the facility. And then he like changed the tune and said, what about a unicycle? I don't think Elliot can unicycle, which would make for a very intriguing entrance. I would like that. I would like to see that. You do something that dangerous and you get hurt, you're not going to get paid for the season because that's an injury that would be classified as a non-football related injury. So I think you want to temper it down. I heard somebody suggest riding in on an elephant. That would be great, assuming that that the elephant was, you know, being well handled and not mis, you know, mistreated like they used to at the at the uh circus. So I'm all for that. Uh, you know, but I think you got to be very careful when yeah. you're planning here because if it invokes an injury, you could lose your salary for the season. Valid point. Because my about it. the elephant, I wouldn't want PETA coming for me, but that would be it would make a statement. That would be very very cool. I like that. I initially thought jetpack, but I've seen too many of those go rogue. The little like hover jetpack yeah. things can't do that. So I'll keep the wheels turning, but we want to hear your suggestions as well. Let's hear a suggestion from our friend Mike Somich, professional handicapper who joins the show. He's here to talk baseball, but why not just get an opinion on how he'd enter training camp? <laughs> I, I love this conversation. Like all the ideas that people have come up with, look, I, I'd be a good teammate, right? So I would want to make sure I get everyone else involved if we're doing this. I grew up in the N64 world. Give me a Mario Kart themed entrance Ooh. here. And like you make the nice go-karts Ooh. with the Mario logo. Someone could be a Yoshi logo, Luigi logo, Bowser logo. And you got like all the receivers rolling up in, in go-karts racing up to the facility uh, in the Mario Kart style. That's off the wall. I like that. That's something like a Jamal yeah, that's Williams that's a good one, do. though. Yeah, I mean, young kids love this Mario Kart. I mean, my grandkids, they, they absolutely adore this stuff, right? I mean, it's like had a second resurgence. And so, yeah, I like that, Mike. We'll have to get you a Switch, Michael. Get you get you into Mario Kart uh, Switch there. It's a lot of fun to play with the family. I even liked the cart the, the cartoon movie, Michael, to your point. It's great. Peaches, peaches, peaches. All right, we're moving on. We got baseball to talk about. Seven games upcoming. One first pitch on the way here in about 15 to 20 minutes or so. The Padres and Blake Snell taking on the Toronto Blue Jays. Chris Bassett on that respective hill. A relative pick em game here. The total in it sitting eight. What was your approach to betting this early game, Mike? Look, I, I can't. Buck this Blake Snell trend we've seen in the last two months. Uh, you look at his June ERA, 0.87 for the entire month. He's got a zero ERA so far in July. Bassett on the other side struggles in some games specifically early. And this San Diego Padres team, one that I've been down on for a lot of the first half of the season, seems to have turned a corner. They've won two straight against the Blue Jays. They were they took one of four from the Phillies, but they put up at least four runs in every one of those games. So their offense starting to get going here. I'm going to go with Blake Snell here. I'm going to back the Phillies. I'm sorry, I'm going to back the Padres. Going to play them first five minus a half run. You can get plus 107 readily available out there. So I'll take a little bit of plus money and lay a half run in the first five with the Padres today. Uh, you got the first place central leading twins heading out to Seattle to play the Mariners. With We got Pablo Lopez versus George Kirby. Uh, what's your play in this one? This is a little little interesting here. You got two all-star pitchers. So it's two of the better pitchers for each of these teams. The total sitting down at just seven and a half. 
That's a little bit too low for me. If you dive into both of the stats for these two pitchers, both of them pitched well early in the season, but have either a four or close to a four ERA the last two months of the season. Seven and a half seems a little bit too low for the total here. I think the Twins are able to get some early. And this Mariners team, while they have not hit the ball very well the last couple of days, is one that I'm going probably going to be betting quite a bit here in the second half. The underlying metrics make me believe they're going to be significantly better here. You're getting short prices on them a lot. But today, I think it's all about the over because seven, seven and a half, just too low for me. So we'll go in over seven, over seven and a half, depending on what your book is offering right now. Let's head over to the AL East, the Orioles uh, taking on the Tampa Bay Rays to start a four game set in Tampa. They're four and two to start the second half. Been one of the more fun teams. Obviously, a very competitive division. A good plus money price today, around plus 160, plus 170. Any interest in the dog in Baltimore today? Yeah, give me the Orioles. No respect here. I, I don't know what is going on in this spot. You're getting plus 160, plus 170. And these are two teams that are going in wildly different directions. Uh, the Rays won their first two after the All-Star game, but have dropped four straight since. They lost uh, eight of their previous 11 before the All-Star break. This is a team that is not the same team that ripped off those games early in the season, won 13 in a row, and started off so hot. Orioles, on the other side, have been playing very good baseball, both going into and out of this break. I'm not sure why you're getting such a big plus price here. When I, my numbers came out, I was thinking this was going to be like plus 145. So you're getting a ton of value here on the O's. Uh, Glass now on the mound for the Rays. That's the big concern there. If he can return to the form that we saw prior to the DL stint that he had so far this year, you could get a little bit worried here. But I don't think this price is proper. This game is properly priced at all. This is a spot where the Orioles are should be somewhere in that plus 140-ish range, and you're getting anywhere from up to plus 170, depending on where you're shopping. So to me, this is all the Orioles, and we've seen the money come in as well. I mean, this opened at the Rays as high as minus 200. You can find them as low as minus 170 now. So the money flowing in on the Orioles as well here. Yeah. Another one that doesn't make sense to me today are the Cardinals and the Cubs. Steve Matz hasn't won a game all year, almost a five-point earn run average. And Marcus Stroman has been sensational. He's got 10 wins. He's got a 2.8 ERA, ERA. And, you know, it seems too easy to be true. You like the Cubs in the in the run line here. I do. I'm going to lay it early with the Cubs because I, I agree with you, Mike. This Michael, this matchup early is just it's, – it's hugely beneficial on the Cubs side. Stroman on the mound – pitches very well he's faced the Cardinals he faced them in London and he was absolutely shutting them down until a couple errors in the third inning really threw him off track I think this is a revenge spot for him against a lineup that he generally pitches very well against you can lay the half run in the first five and get plus 117 and really focus in on that Mats versus Stroman matchup and not have to worry about the bullpens the Cardinals have been playing a lot better baseball recently so I don't want to take them full game I don't want to deal with with what could happen in the sixth seventh eighth and ninth innings I'm just going to lay the half run in the first five. You get plus 117 with the Cubs right now. To me, that's where the value is because you're really focusing on a starting pitching matchup that heavily favors the Cubs. Professional handicapper Mike Somich joining us live on the Lombardi line. Follow him at Somabomb18 on Twitter. Also does a great job filling in on this program every now and then. Really appreciate your help there, Mike. Let's turn our attention to the FIFA Women's World Cup. We had a big upset this morning for the home team, a plus 850 dog in New Zealand, knocking off Norway in that opening game 1-0, uh, 3, 3 a.m. Eastern time for everybody out there. So, you know, props to you if you're awake watching these early games. But, but Mike, as you look at the field here in the group stage or beyond, is there any bet betting opportunity still available, you think, to buy in on one of these teams moving forward? 
I love betting these early games in the World Cup, specifically the first game in each of these different groups. You're generally going to see a tighter game played by both of them. We've, we've had two games played, both games finished 1-0. I think you're going to kind of see that trend continue the first time through these group stages. So I'm going to look at playing unders and first half mm -hmm. unders specifically early to be able to try and create some value here. And tonight we got a game at 7:30. Nigeria taking on Canada. Canada, your defending Olympic champions. Nigeria, widely considered the best team out of Africa. This is going to be a very tight game. Right now, the first half is sitting at one for the total. The under is minus 134. I do like the under, and it's a little less risk. But for me, you can play tie plus 135 in the first half. I think a 0-0 tie is highly likely here in the first half. So I'll take the plus 135 money on the tie first half for Canada and Nigeria. And I'll be continuing to focus on these first half unders and first half tie in the first game of these group stages. That's a really good approach. Like it. Yeah, appreciate that. I love it. I'm I'm such a boring American. I did place a couple wagers. <laughs> I took the favorite to be historic and win a third straight World Cup with Team USA, and I bet minus 160 for them to make the semifinals at least because I figured it would be just such a massive disappointment if they didn't do that. Got to get patriotic. Got to get involved, right? Oh, we're taking it down. Absolutely. We're going three straight here. I, I love I love the U.S. women's team. They are phenomenal to watch. This is going to be a fun World Cup, too. The women's soccer has taken huge strides forward in the last eight years or so. It's going to be really interesting to watch. And Canada won the Olympics last time, so you could have that Canada-U.S. matchup as well that everyone's looking forward to. Oh, yeah, to. that would be great. Awesome stuff as usual, Mike. Appreciate your time. I right, take Thanks, care, guys. Mike, have a good work. weekend. Yeah, good luck with your bets today, especially on that baseball slate. Mike Somich, again, follow him at Samabon18. We got to step aside. DeAndre Hopkins went to the highest bidder in Tennessee and immediately became their top option in the pass game. But being a top wide receiver on a team is not the same as being a number one wide receiver. We will discuss that in Michael's writing spotlight coming up to start hour two. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.